0: hello everybody welcome back season two episode two of Before the Downbeat a musical podcast We are back once again for another big musical this is a really this is a really iconic show we are tackling today and in case you don't know autumn, what are we doing today? What is the show?
1: We are doing the dance sensation about murder and mayhem. Chicago.
2: Five, six, seven, eight. He had it coming. he
0: He had it coming only on a thing
3: claimed
0: yep sure. That's true and all that jazz yeah. razzle dazzle oh yeah this is this this is an iconic show and autumn you chose this musical I did question and your initial question. list of, of musicals I, I when know. I asked there you, are
1: so many other musicals I would have chosen in front of this but oh
0: well there you go I get go. to I make the schedule <laughs> I know you do but so, you can always move things around. That's why I send them your way. Where it's I know, like, I know. Where you need to move something up, move it up. If you need to Look move, swap it. them, swap them. The dancer child, my
1: my younger self, loves this musical mm-hmm. because of the dancing. I yeah. think that is the big sell on this musical. It is Fosse, 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 Fosse. Yes. And I love some Fosse. So, yeah that is why
0: i chose it perfect that's a great reason to to choose it right there and Fosse has a very interesting history with this uh musical to say the least yeah there's quite there's quite a lot of baggage with this show uh yeah yeah between him and gwen vernon uh which we'll get into uh and so autumn why don't you give us a quick kind of plot rundown of what is this show for people who don't know what chicago is
1: um it's it's kind of a satire I mean I guess and we're into the world of satire Mm -hmm. um Velma Kelly has committed murder she's in jail yeah Roxy Hart commits murder and is in jail and they're competing to see who can get the most publicity and that's basically it. and then they're both kind of exonerated and Mm -hmm. free and then what they're not interesting anymore um or are they though or are they
3: not
0: as interesting because the musical ends with them on top yeah with with a killer jazz end, and i think that's a a reflection this musical is a reflection of our views on crime in media um Like this, this is a big one. Like this, this is a mirror musical where 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 it holds the mirror up to the world and goes, "What are you doing?" Are fascinated with murder? Yes, they're fascinated
1: about. I look at. I am gonna say this on air Mm -hmm. that I think everyone has the capacity for evil deeds. Oh, absolutely, we all have that. That's what makes us fascinating. Mm -hmm. Whether or not we can keep it in check, and yeah you know uh, like what what puts us over the edge i'm fascinated i my favorite podcast other than this one is uh my favorite murder mm-hmm. and it talks about the murders and it talks about the murderers and mm-hmm. you know trying to piece it together and yep. i like
0: what turns a person to commit a heinous crime mm-hmm. Well, apparently Roxy, all, all that was needed was that her affair had to end. But he also beat her a little bit. So, did In she... the movie version, he does. I yeah. don't know if that's directed. I've never seen a stage production. I was going to see the Stratford one that was coming just to see what the stage show was going to look like. Um, I have. But some. yeah. And yeah, I mean... Is he the abusive? Great
1: but
0: think about it. Like, think
1: about... Like what that does to a person's soul when someone just uses you for sex. Mm-hmm. It's like how, does it, how, like if you have the wrong personality, that's gonna push you over the edge. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's why I'm intrigued with this musical is that it's mm-hmm. it's what makes a person flip, and then when they flip, what how do they continue the novelty act that they've mm-hmm. become? Yes. Like, the attention. Like, it is a circus. Yeah. I recently watched um a documentary on Ted Bundy. Oh. And
0: how, <laughs> like, he... He played the media so well. But
3: they bought it.
0: Yeah. They well, look it. at OJ. Yeah. That's, like, the most notorious example of a murder trial gone haywire.
3: The, where the, the
0: media, media just went crazy.
1: The media loves it, but... We've always, as uh, as uh, humans, mm-hmm. been attracted
0: to to heinous crime. Well, look like, at Leo Frank in Parade, right? The, well, the sure. community eats up the murder. Leo Frank. You just look mm-hmm.
1: at like a history of any older city, like London. Yeah, and executions people, were were entertainment. They were they were a party the, the yeah. hot dog stands and they, you know they'd mm-hmm. sell like things on sticks to cheer cheer it on yeah and i i ah i it and it, it people got hit trampled trying mm-hmm. to get a good seat yep to watch someone swing for, to die
0: mm-hmm.
1: like to mm-hmm. die that's the the yeah so i think that's so interesting and it's it's kind of a you know a remark on the media and the legal system mm-hmm. uh this musical the 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 satire against the legal system and how sometimes it is just not just
0: yeah absolutely
1: and like i've been through my own legal things and i i am amazed sometimes at the system and people playing it and uh yeah it's Mm -hmm. and what what is viable what is the line that Mm -hmm. this person will like versus this i it is a circus it's
0: so this musical is like wow in that way yes it is he nailed it nailed mm-hmm. it yep they did um but yeah okay autumn so then who is our creative team because we got a whole new team this That's time a whole new team yeah because we didn't do fossey in season one yeah, so we no. haven't even well, touched fossey no,
1: no we didn't no we haven't no. even touched sir bob over there yeah um so this is a candor and ebb musical great team it, like prolific Amazing duo. Okay, yep. so John Kander, born in Kansas City, Missouri.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, his father, uh, his father worked in his father-in-law's egg and poultry business.
0: Great like, business. Always,
1: in, I know. <laughs> Hilarious, right? But instilled a love of um, arts at an early mm-hmm. age for for his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they went every year to New York uh, to see theater. Yeah. How cool is that? I love um, it. Um uh he uh, he went they took him to the opera.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh he went to Westport High School. Mm-hmm. Um and then transferred to the Pembroke Country Day School. Uh then he went into the Merchant Marine Cadet Corps. Uh and um left, but yeah. then went off to the Korean War. Wow. Yeah, he was he was forced back into active duty. Um but he remained in New York for that active duty uh after a physical revealed scars on his lungs. Oh. So he was he was discharged. Okay. Um he studied music at Oberlin College and at Columbia University. Um and he earned his masters from Columbia. Love it. Um After his studies, he went on as a rehearsal pianist for West Side Story.
3: There Uh, you go.
1: I know, I know. His first produced musical was A Family Affair, written with James and William Goldman. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that same year, he met Fred Ebb.
3: Okay. Uh,
1: Yeah. And Candor and Ebb, here we go. Mm -hmm. And they wrote um, My Coloring Book together. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was made popular by a recording from Sandy Stewart, and their second song, "I Don't Care Much," was made famous by Barbara Streisand. Love it, cool. Babs. So they wrote, they wrote, they wrote songs together initially. It wasn't a musical; it was a song. Okay, um, okay. Then, in 1965, they wrote music for their first show on Broadway, Flora the Red Menace. Produced by, Hal Prince. Hal Prince, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Directed by a George Abbott. Okay. Uh, and, Good team. Uh, it was the musical in which Liza Minnelli made her Broadway debut. Liza. they they and then they continued writing for her. And of course they would. they wrote, would. Uh, they wrote Sorba, mm. *Chicago*, *The Rank*. Yep kiss of the spider woman we are going to get to a lot of their shows we
0: have a lot of their shows on our coming season
1: i'm a big fan of kiss the of spider woman and it's coming um, up really soon they produce special material for liza with fuzzy they're awesome they're yes, really they great um candor's first musical without ebb the landing uh with lyrics by greg pierce Premiered off Broadway at the uh, Vineyard Theater in October of 2013. There so you go. Recent, mm-hmm. um, and it starred David Hyde Pierce. Oh. And Julia Murney. So. Okay. Good cast. Yeah. yeah. Some some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Fred Frederick Ebb over there. Uh. Was born in Manhattan um and nice family he worked uh in the uh 1950s uh bronzing baby shoes i thought that was a good fun fact as a trucker's assistant and he was also employed in a department store credit office and a hosiery company i have full respect for this man Mm -hmm. that he has all the joe jobs
0: He has to. Like, like, like that's the reality of of theater life.
1: But most people just go, oh, yeah, I was a waiter. True. Okay. He brown shoes, was a trucker's assistant, (laughs) and worked as a store credit uh, person in a hosiery company. Very, (laughs) very Joe jobs. Uh, Got his... uh, bachelor degree in English Lit from New York University and his master's degree in English from Columbia. Very perfect. perfect. Um, what else? Um, he he wrote these with candor, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but then he also uh, collaborated with Phil Springer early on. Um, uh, they wrote a song, I Never Loved Him Anyhow. And was recorded by Carmen McRae in nineteen fifty-six. Um the the two also wrote Heartbroken, which was recorded by Judy Garland. Of course. And um another one was Moonlight Gambler and Never the Less I Never Lost the Blues. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so he he did a lot of he he had a lot of collaborators, which is great. Um but then when he met candor, That was it off to the races yeah um so we've talked about ken and Ed. now yep. we are going bossy. to talk about robert lewis bossy a.k.a <laughs> bob or bobbert if you want to go that route it's up to you sure. whatever you choose um, he was an American dancer, he was mm-hmm. a musical theater choreographer, he was an actor, he was a theater and film mm-hmm. director. Mm-hmm. Um, he star did star of a TV show, yeah, Fossey Verdon. Um pajama game Mm -hmm. he did chicago he did Mm -hmm. cabaret damn yankees he did pippin he did damn Mm -hmm. yankees he did sweet charity yes um just he and you know he revolutionized dance yeah um he had his own distinctive style Uh, turned in knees and jazz hands jazz hands were his his thing and shoulder pop like it was it's all subtle it's subtle his his choreography is so subtle and Mm -hmm. specific yes it's like Uda Hagen doing text Mm -hmm. his Mm -hmm. choreography compares to Uda. I can't believe I'm saying that (laughs) <laughs> but it is it's so it's so simple it's mm-hmm. he it's a master class in movement yeah um he uh let's see what i have about this fine young man um he's he was nominated for four academy awards mm-hmm. uh and eight tonys for his choreography mm-hmm. didn't he win the academy award for for cabaret uh, yes, won he won best did. picture. Yes, he did. He won best director. Yeah, crazy. Um, uh, da, 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 da. he was recruited into the Navy during okay. the end of World War II. Yeah. Uh, um uh, but he was placed in the variety show Tough Situation, which toured naval bases, which is awesome. Why not? Yeah, hey buddy, that works. Um, <coughs> after after the war was done. He moved to New York. Um, he wanted to be the new Fred Astaire. Success, of I would mm-hmm. say. I would mm-hmm. say success. He performed in your hit parade. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis saw his act that he did with Marianne Niles. Mm-hmm. And they brought mm-hmm. him uh, onto the Colgate Comedy mm-hmm. Hour. Okay. <coughs> um, and basically he accredits Jerry, Jerry Lewis for uh him starting his career as a choreographer he's done damn yankees he did and all the ones we've talked about yeah and how to succeed in business without really trying Mm -hmm. uh, became a hit he choreographed that pippin Mm -hmm. chicago pajama game damn yankees sweet charity yeah so good i love that musical yes cabaret um Oh, just... uh, So many. directed Lenny about Lenny Bruce with Mm Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Um, And then he uh, co-wrote and directed his semi-autobiographical film,
0: All That Jazz. Right, and that starred... Roy Schneider, you're welcome. As well as uh, Jessica Lange. Yes. as, As the Angel of Death. It is a very odd film. It is. It's...
1: Kind of, I watched it when I was very young. I don't think I should have been watching it. I think my mom's like, you dance and you can watch this because it's called All That Jazz. Not appropriate. <laughs> Not appropriate at all. Um, so, so uh, just to reiterate, he's, he really did have a distinctive style the turn in knees and mm-hmm. jazz hands. The fossy amoeba that we see. Uh, yes. And such like, I call it the clump. I like yeah. the clump. Mm-hmm. Amoeba clump. I like amoeba. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was mm-hmm. called an amoeba. I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sideways shuffling, the mm-hmm. slight rolled shoulders, mm-hmm. and the jazz hands. They were yeah. a huge part of his him um yeah repertoire of of moves and yeah um the way he he choreographs. so Mm -hmm. great
0: he's almost like the anti-jerome robbins in his choreography because jerome robbins is very balletic and very it's um, huge It huge moves leaps jumps big flatte kicks and robin and fossey is in and down to the ground and insula. Yeah,
1: if they're but they're both super effective
0: yes like it just depends Robins, on what you're going for
1: robbins it's kind of like a massive excavation yes and with Fosse, it's like this little picking
3: mm-hmm.
1: at to unearth something much bigger but it's it's it takes much longer
0: yes
3: but
1: it's really
0: interesting mm-hmm. to watch and you forgot to say who he was married to uh, who he wasn't just, he married to? Like well, there are two so big so names that he was with. You well have, he was with Gwen Verdon. Yes, one of the Gwen I one the forgotten Verdon. divas of Broadway. And and Ann Redneck. Redneck. Mm-hmm. redneck. Did you call her Redneck? No, Rennick. No, it's Raking.
1: Raking. There you go. And Raking. <laughs> Anne Red. Do you have a buy? What are you trying to say about Anne? <laughs> <laughs> uh and I first uh uh heard about Anne Raking when she did Annie
0: the movie. Yes, that's right. She played I Yeah, we talked about love, her. She played Grace Farrell.
1: Love Anne Raking so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And uh she's so
0: good. Yeah. So good. Yes, she is. But I th- I like Gwen a little bit more. I think Gwen was very yeah. instrumental Well, and also Gwen was very instrumental in creating the Fosse style cuz she as shown in the show, Fossey Verdon, was yeah. instrumental in honing in Fosse and in, in bringing his ideas to the screen and to into the stage. Uh, and just being right. able to work with him and understand what he was wanting to achieve. Because he, he, he got frustrated with people because he wasn't able to communicate well what he wanted. And Verdon was able to go, no, he wants this. And he'd go, ah, okay. Got it.
1: Yeah, like, and that's me, why they worked together, yeah. together
0: for so long. She was able to articulate
1: his vision. Correct. Which is she yeah. pretty outstanding because mm-hmm. I'm, his mind's he's a genius, yeah. but with his genius came
0: certain uh, problems. Correct. Exactly. Watch the show Fossey uh while you're in quarantine, and you will get a full view of what their relationship was and what they achieved because they changed i have yet, the yet to do
1: them. that but i am a autumn
0: smith you're I, quarantined right
1: now you have the
0: time I of your know, life to do it i know are so you ready for some production history yes please bring okay. it bring it on so we start our production history all the way back in 1924 what that, this That's where this all began. So the musical Chicago is based Ooh. on the play of the same name by, by reporter and playwright Maureen Dallas Watkins. And she was assigned to cover the 1924 tri- uh, trials of the accused murderers Beulah Annan and Belva uh, Gartner for the Chicago Tribune. Annan, the model for the character of Roxy Hart, was 23. And, uh, and she was accused of murder on April... Uh, 3rd 1924 when she murdered harry uh uh who served as the basis for fred casely
3: the
0: character that roxy murders and the tribune reported that anna played the foxtrot record hula loo over and over for two hours before recalling her husband saying she killed a man who tried to make love to her Uh, her husband albert annan inspired the character of amos hart And Albert was also an auto mechanic who bankrupted himself to defend his wife only to have her publicly dump him the day after she was acquitted. Uh, Velma Kelly is based on Gartner, who was a cabaret singer and society divorcee. Uh, The body of Walter Law was discovered slumped over the steering wheel of Gartner's abandoned car on March 12th, 1924 and two policemen testified that they had seen a woman getting into the car shortly thereafter heard gun, and heard gunshots. A bottle of gin and, 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 and an automatic pistol were found on the floor of the car. Lawyer, uh, lawyers William Scott Stewart and W. W. O'Brien uh, were models for a composite character of Chicago lawyer, Billy Flynn. Uh, just days apart, separate juries acquitted both women. And, and this Maureen Dallas Watkins covered both trials. And that oh is how she. Oh my God. And that's how she got the inspiration for Kay. this play that she wrote. You are a walking musical theater library. <laughs> so, continue on in the story. So, the play came out uh, uh, after the trials in 1924. And in 1926, uh, the play was, was produced in, uh, uh, as a silent film by Cecil B. DeMille. Uh, in 1927, and then it was adapted uh, for the screen again in a film called Roxy Heart, starring Ginger Rogers, in 1942. Yes. And in this yes. version, Roxy was an innocent of murder that she was charged with, so she so she was wrongly accused. Um, and then in the 1960s, Gwen Vernon read the play and asked her husband Bob Fosse about the possibility of creating a musical uh, adaptation. Because at that point, they'd already separated. Uh, by this point in their history. So they weren't together, but she brought the project to them. Gwen Verdon was the one who championed the project. Mm. Uh, She thought it was a star vehicle for herself playing Roxy. Uh, Mm. uh, And so she uh, was really uh, the one who brought the creative team together. She wanted to adapt the film, to adapt the uh, 1926 play into a musical uh, with Fosse as director, choreographer, herself as Roxy and with Kurt and Ebb writing the music uh, and lyrics. Uh, she wanted uh, to do the project in 1962. Uh, however, she approached Watkins, the playwright, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, and uh, to try and get the rights from her. And Watkins tur- t- uh, turned her down, saying, "How can we talk about this piece of fluff when I ha- when, when we have guns aimed at us?" <laughs> so the yeah. project kind of lay dormant. And then Fossey continued to approach Watkins because he also was interested in the project, but she repeatedly declined. Uh however, when, upon her upon her death in 19 uh 69, her estate sold the rights to producer Richard Fryer, Verdon, and Fosse. So and then and began working on the musical score, modeling each number on a traditional vaudeville number or vaudeville performer.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: this format made explicit uh the show's comparison between justice and show business and uh contemporary society by basing character songs on pre-existing showbiz tropes and presented them in and out of the story on Beyond Chicago offers two things occurring at once. Each character makes a statement about him or herself, while the show makes a statement about the character. So multi-level songwriting. Fantastic. I love
1: it. Right? I love it. <laughs> Talking about this has, has renewed my love. I was very uncertain. Like, I watched the movie, and I was kind of like, oh, why did I choose this? It's because I was a dancer. i just i wanted to like somebody in it and i want to like amos but
0: oh like he's so get into amos we'll get into amos there's a lot to get into poor amos i know i know poor real man though like this happened it did it did there was a real amos heart or 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 Annan, as as he was known, and Andy, Andy Annan, Andy Annan, who bankrupted himself for a wife who publicly denounced him and left him the day after she got out of jail. How do you get over that? You don't. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a tragic there's history. Does the justice
1: viral. system go? Oops.
0: <laughs>
1: Probably not. Like they never go oops when they make a mistake the other way when they put someone innocent in jail. No, but. Either. Do they go oops when they make him
0: oh no well Well see justice is blind? Yep, justice is blind. Yeah. So yeah. Um okay, wow. so the creation pro so when so the creation process itself was strained as Fosse and Vernon had separated and their relationship, while collaborative was very explosive. Um Fosse felt Verdon was too old for the role of Roxy and he continually um, adjusted the choreography. For example, in the song, We Both Reached for the Gun, was originally a very complex dance number. However, Fosse couldn't keep up physically with the uh, with the number. And so uh, Fosse, in the, in the middle of, of choreographing it, changed it to having her sit on Jerry Orbach, who played Billy Flynn's lap, and have her act as, as a ventriloquist doll instead. So basically he sidelined her for the younger dancers um which but mind you that made that number work so there may be something to it i um, i like it i like it too but when you watch that scene in in the show you can see how hurt she is by the like, way he's treating her because he doesn't do it nicely he does it very oh. harshly i i don't um, know if he's a nice man yeah i don't think he's i don't think he was overly nice um Right, so Foss, for Verden, so Verdon was understanding. only takes you so far. Exactly, exactly. I know. Um, but yeah, Verdon was understandably hurt by these changes. Verdon was still the professional, though she didn't approve an alternate for the role as she deemed it unprofessional and performed the show eight times a week. Where'd it go, girl? Yeah, so to help alleviate some of the pressure on Verdon, they uh, increased the role of Velma. Kelly so they expanded it and to do that they brought in the wonderful Cheetah Rivera uh, to play the foil to Gwen Verdon's uh Roxy Hart I love Cheetah oh she was fantastic man and the development of Velma Kelly actually opened the door to further developing the plot and other characters of the show um, as it lent Chicago the excitement of a diva collision. So it gave, so when you watch the, if you read the uh, 1926 play, Velma Kelly's a very small side character. She's not a major player of the show. Hmm. But with the expansion, it gave a whole new kind of way to go about it. Uh, mm-hmm. and it gives new angles for them to explore. Uh, Vernon and, R- and Riviera share top billing uh, with Jerry Orbach coming in on the second line. <laughs> Uh, and for yeah. those of you who don't know Jerry Orbach uh, mm-hmm. is of Law and Order fame he starred in the Fantastics as well as he is the voice of the Lu- of the Lumiere L- in Beauty and the Beast B R oh guest be our guest put our service to the test tie your napkin round
2: your neck sherry and we provide the rest soup du jour hot d'oeuvre. why
0: we only live to serve try the gray stuff it's delicious don't believe me ask the dishes so he is wonderful i know i miss him He's wonderful. Unfortunately, he died of prostate cancer in the early 2000s. Very sad. Yeah. but he but he is a wonderful addition to the show as well. well
3: um,
1: Flynn, like there's something about him.
0: Oh, he totally rocks the Billy Flynn mustache and sleaziness of Flynn. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, other changes was uh, when, in adapting the 1926 play was Fosse chose to make Flynn a more active character than he is in in the original play. Uh, Fawcett took inspiration for Flynn from real-life producer Charles Froman, who, like Flynn, oozed opportunism, yet gave off an air of mastery. Uh, Flynn elevated what was was elevated from, from being in, uh, w- sorry, Flynn was elevated to being in total command of the action, and unlike other characters of the show, is answerable to no one. Yeah. So, yeah, so while Roxy is the protagonist, it's her story. It's Flynn directing it like Flynn is the one who 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 and also gives the show's defining number which is razzle dazzle so Flynn is really the orchestrator of this story kind of steering Roxy isn't it he it is it actually that is oh snaps to that snaps to that paralleling him and Vernon I love it another character who got a major upgrade was the character of the matron uh who was a very exactly she became matron mama Morton The new name was also referenced to Sophie Tucker, who uh, had one of her theme songs, which is, I am the last of the Red Hot Mamas. So that's where they got that name from. Love it. Yeah. Uh, There was another character named Harry Glassman, who was created to be a MC master of ceremonies and act as an amorly uh, character uniting Chicago's world of crime with that of entertainment. Actor David Rounds was cast in the role and they even staged uh, his part until during the New York previews, Fosse realized the show needed to be tightened and saw Glassman's introductions could be split between other uh, company members and his liaison's work between the murderesses and the entertainment industry could be reassigned to Mama Morton. So Fosse uh, made the changes uh, and cut uh, uh, Roundman and Glassman altogether so poor guy
1: devastating,
0: it's an super actor, devastating.
1: yeah like oh, i've got all this work no you oh, don't. i've got nothing
3: they cut yeah. me out of the show
1: that's awful yeah I, I can't think of a that's awful yeah that's awful
0: yeah roundman uh or sorry rounds uh, uh was hurt by these changes and was quite upset to lose his big number which was 10 percent, which was a number all but him being the uh liaison between murderesses and entertainment industry. So very tragic.
1: Uh, it's a little too obvious. I'm glad yeah. that they cut it. Yes. But I feel bad for the actor.
0: Yeah. Uh so um Fosse filled the chorus with a lot of his regular dancers, many of whom were alum from the musical Pippin.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um there was another new character that was created just for the show to represent the news and that was the oh. cross dressed character of Mary Sunshine. Um, And the whole point of the character was to, was that this character was dressed in a skirt and fussy top with a sort of sweater studded with cotton balls and and a flowery hat. And she was meant to pique the audience's curiosity, to dare their suspicions. Fosse wanted to warn audiences to be more alert, to take nothing for granted, especially the reliability of the news media. So So Fosse wanted audiences to think the media well, was to be just as unreliable and crooked as the politicians that they followed. And audiences and characters during the trial were shocked when Flynn unmasked Sunshine and strips her down to her boxers during Flynn's closing arguments in the show. And in the movie, they gave that role to Christine Baranski, <laughs> which is fine. Which yeah. is, is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well that character works today with our with our current with, with our more progressive LGBTQ plus representation i don't know if this character is still works. i haven't seen the stage show so i can't say what the what the character's like it's a
1: long time since i've seen the stage version of this yeah. yeah i don't i
0: don't remember that maybe i've blocked it out you know, I not mean, have to go to Stratford to see their production of chicago just to see what mary sunshine is like
1: I think we need to reevaluate
0: yeah i think we may have to go the christine Baransky route with the character i don't know because I like, because I like Fossi's idea of not trusting the media, but I don't know if there's a better way to do that now than having somebody cross-dress. Like,
1: like, like strip away the performance. You could, a, a perf- like, that denotes that drag is, I mean, I don't know. Per- drag is a type of performance, but it's mm-hmm. very specific. Yes. To a community idea. <clears throat> like, yeah. It, it, there's a reason why drag is a thing it's yeah. not to have someone strip away yeah I don't know I don't know I I really yeah. have to I have to I have to do some thought into that I mm-hmm. have to read more I have to read more about it before I yeah talk about it
0: absolutely but drag is um,
1: drag is something um, crucial celib- to, yeah it's a, it's a celebration of. Yes. Yeah, it's a celebration. It's not a. I mean, it's a. Strip it's away. A, it's a performance. It's a high mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. of our identity. And yeah. um, we need that because mm-hmm. it's, it's a protest. In, yeah. It, it, the performance is a protest. Mm-hmm. So Bob Fosse, you don't get to make that decision. Yeah. Hey, you're not gay. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah sorry no no you don't get to make that decision no. I don't know I'm going to have to I'm going to have to think Dig. about it I liked Christine Baranski doing it
0: she was very I didn't good I
1: know that it was that it was but that sounds violent and that sounds like um very aggressive It doesn't even sound it sounds violent it sounds yeah. like a violent um invasion Mhm and I don't think I don't know. I I don't. I think that's slightly appropriating, but yeah, I well,
0: don't know. Yeah, well,
1: I, we'll have to do there different, ways to, do there yeah. are different ways to do it. There are different ways to do it. Absolutely. Okay. We need to be mindful of that. Yeah. We do. We. Do. It's not a novelty. No. Like when this was written, drag was a novelty. Right. Or the outside world viewed it as a novelty. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of the outside world still views it as a novelty. But <laughs> it's like there are many people who watch rupaul's drag race that probably don't get it probably not but it is a protest it is a it is a a, a performance to cover the the pain yes you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you don't get to take advantage of that sorry no. uh and i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that hate me for saying that but I don't think you should be stripping down a woman either. I think there are different ways of, I think that, I actually think the musical says it. Like mm-hmm. the media is making a big deal of it. You don't need to strip down a character. To prove a point. To prove a point. That's a little over. That's yeah. OTT, that's that's bad
0: direction. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the ending of the musical was created through much trial and error. Fosse originally wanted to end the show by displaying that Roxy and Velma were no, were not good, no talents. So Fosse had the show end ironically with a horrible instrumental act, double act, with Roxy playing the saxophone miserably and Velma Kelly smashing on a drum kit. As you can tell, the audiences did not like this ending. Um, So that flopped and and Fosse asked Kerner and Ebb to write a song that was fun for current audiences, but for audiences of 1910 uh, 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 era, when the show is uh, set, uh, that this would be a horrible, like uh, vaudevillian act. Like it would flop miserably. So it had to do two things at once. So Kerner broke wrote the song loop, uh, a loop in the loop. The song still flopped with audiences. And um, ultimately they didn't understand why this musical was such Ah, uh, two big talented actresses was ending on such a sour note. So, in Philadelphia, Fosse had the duo write another song this time to highlight Verdon and uh, Rivera. So Kurt and Ebb wrote the now final song uh, nowadays in an hour. That's how fast they wrote that. And the song candor. marks hmm?
1: you mean Candor?
0: Yes, yeah, sorry. Candor and Ebb uh, wrote the song in an hour. Wow. And it's the one moment of the show where, uh, where the actresses playing Roxy and Velma step beyond their characters, and yield to kind of the showbiz handbook of feature of doing of ending the show on a big note, versus the sour one that Fosse wanted. So the musical uh, Chicago, a vaudeville show, opened on June third, nineteen seventy five at the Forty. Oh
1: I had just turned two, everybody.
0: Uh, a a I day born before yet.
1: it opened, happy second birthday to me.
0: There you go. Um, yeah, the show opened at the Forty Sixth Street Theater. Uh, the, uh, on uh, the opening night, cast included Chita Rivera as Velma Kelly, Gwen Verdon as Roxy Hart, Jerry Orbach as Billy Flynn, Barney, Mar- Barney Martin, who. Uh, many people know as Seinfeld's dad on the TV show Seinfeld as Amos Hart. Um, and mm-hmm. the production ran for a total of 936 performances, closing on mm-hmm. August. Yeah, very good. Closing on August 27th, 1977. Uh, the show was on the verge of closing when it ran into another setback, which was Verdon had to have surgery on, on her nodes in her throat after she inhaled a feather during uh the show's finale. So she had to step away and the producer contemplated closing the show, but Liza Minnelli stepped in and offered to play the role of Roxy Hart in the place of Verdon. So there you go Liza. No look it
3: <laughs> look it Liza is
1: Liza. I don't know if she's a good actor. <laughs> I do not. I don't. I don't. I we will get into cabaret at some point, but I don't know about that. But okay. But poor yeah, when Burden inhaled a feather. That's yep. horrifying.
3: Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. do you even she do?
1: Well, that. there's lots of feathers in this musical, it's vaudeville. There is. It but is,
0: exactly, like holy, that's yeah. awful. I didn't know that yeah. bit of. Wow, yes, Jeez. yeah. So yeah, so minelli took over for slightly over a month, from August eighth, nineteen seventy five, through to September thirteenth, nineteen seventy five, and that actually boosted the show's popularity and saved it until Verding came back and in and re- in returned and in, in returned to the show. And the musical itself was nominated for eleven Tony Awards. It won none of wow. them um because uh do you know what musical came out at the same time that overshadowed chicago what what year 75 a chorus line core of course came i was so gonna sh- say that and it shut out chicago completely like revere should have won for best supporting actress or best, sorry, she, or, sorry she's of your best leading actress, and I would much prefer Revere over Donna McEckney in A Chorus Line. Oh, no, Donna McKechnie was
1: awesome at A Chorus Line.
0: She was, but it, eh, but I don't know. I, I, I like Revere It's Rivera not more. a lead role, though. No, exactly. Oh, she should have been supporting. Yeah. Not lead. No. because both Peter Verden, Rivera, and Rivera, like, Velma's not really the lead in that show, either. They were nominated. Both Verde and uh, Revere were nominated for both lead actress spots and Rivera won she didn't McKechnie won oh what should I mean by by like when a show shuts out a whole bunch of other stuff it toured for a bit with Verdant in in the lead and then it went on the shelf and then it saw renewed popularity following the OJ Simpson murder trial uh surprise surprise and was revived at the City Center Encore series for a one-night concert on May 1960 96 uh, the cast included Ann Rednick as Roxy. She also choreographed the, con- the concert in Fosse style. Uh, you had Bibi Newworth as Velma Kelly, Joel Gray as Amos Hart, and James uh, um, Newton as Billy Flynn.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, the show was well-received and well-reviewed, and Barry and Fran Weisler uh, brought the Encores production to Broadway with some revisions and expansion, but retaining the spare Minimalist set and costumes. Yeah. Uh the show opened on May on sorry on November 14th, 1996, at the Richard Rogers Theater, the same theater where the original production had played. And unlike the original production, this revival was met with critical praise and it won Tony Awards. I yeah. love Phoebe Newworth. So good. So good. She's a great Velma. She's a fantastic Velma Kelly. I love And that. she won the Tony. She won the Tony for Best Leading Actress that year again she, it's not a leading role oh well doesn't I, I, I don't know um yeah, all yeah. that jazz so exactly there. exactly i mean it won for best revival best lead actress for eb Newworth, best lead actor for james newton best director uh for walter bobby and best choreography for Ann rednick ranking ranking thank you welcome. Ranking. <laughs> the revival won six Tony awards uh, more than any other revival on broadway until south pacific won seven tonys in 2008, starring Kelly O'Hara. Uh, yes, so Chicago has now run more than 9,000 performances. It's crazy. Yeah, and holds the record for the longest-running musical revival on Broadway. In ranking, Bibi Newworth, James Newton, and joker Gray have returned for cameo appearances throughout the throughout mm-hmm. throughout the run. And on January 29, 2003. More than six years into its run, the Broadway production moved a second time to the Ambassador Theater where it has played ever since. And on November 23rd, 2014, Chicago became the second longest running Broadway show surpassing Cats. What? Yup. No. Indeed. So Phantom and Chicago hold the lead. Over Chorus Line? Yup. And Cats? Yup. Phantom? Phantom in Chicago. Phantom's number one. Wow. I'm so glad I can say that I saw Phantom in its first year on Broadway. The best time to see it. So, other notable Roxy and Velma's, we've had quite a few. So, we, we so as I said, we had Liza Minnelli, Sandy Duncan, Anne Ranking, Francis rafael the original Eponine yeah. in Les Miserables, okay. Ruthie Henshaw, the Fontine from the 10th uh-huh. Anniversary Concert, Love Brooke Ruthie. Shields, Maria Friedman. Christy Brinkley, Wendy Williams, Ashley Simpson, and modern Family's Sofia Vergara have all tackled one of the lead roles. Sometimes some actors have come back to play the other lead role. And okay. Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones. We haven't gone to them yet. We're going to talk about them momentarily when we get to the movie. Okay. Alright. <laughs> We're saving uh, Love
1: Ruthie Henschel. That's great. Yep. yep. Uh, Maria Freeman. Yep. Yeah. yeah
0: who was before that francis Rafael. interesting yeah uh, other notable billy Flynn's include cuba Gooding jr no billy <laughs> billy ray cyrus no tay diggs who played the mc in the 20 uh, 2002 film version
1: yes okay adam- uh, he's talented
0: yeah adam pascal of rent fame Jerry Springer, and Michael C. Hall, the guy who played Dexter.
1: He's a good actor. A lot of those were
0: low for me.
1: (laughs) Billy Ray Cyrus, (laughs) Cuba Gooding Jr.
0: Okay, so the other big thing to this musical is that it was turned into a musical movie in 2002. Directed by Rob Marshall, starring Renee Zellinger as Roxy's, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Velma, Richard Gere as Flynn after Hugh Jackman was offered the role of Flynn and turned it down. Mm -hmm. Queen Latifah as Mama Morton, John C. Riley as Amos Hart, and Christine Baranski as Mary Sunshine, and Canadian actor Colm Fior as uh, prosecutor Martin Harrison.
1: Shot in Toronto, Canada.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that was my next There's point
1: uh lots of canadian talent in this bad boy. Cliff
0: Sanders is in it. He plays Cliff the um Sanders. club you have the cl- you, have, you have he plays the club host at the beginning. Bruce uh,
1: Eaton plays the police photographer.
0: Yeah, there's Bruce. a whole bunch of them.
1: Bruce was in one of the versions of The rake's
0: Progress that
1: I did. Great guy.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of good ones in there. Um Jane Eastwood. Yes great yeah, there's love a whole that. Bunch. yeah
1: i love when canadian talent is
0: used right it's a nice thing it's yeah. a very nice thing yeah. um but yeah and then the musical itself won numerous awards several oscars including best picture and best supporting actress for zeta jones so oh, supporting actress well they put her in supporting this time finally all right so autumn how'd you come to this show <laughs> i'm gonna say my same old
1: I've known it a long time. It came out in 1975. I've known it for a long time. Did it on stage? Yeah, I saw it in London when I lived there. Okay. I feel like it's just part of my um, musical theater vernacular that I, mm-hmm. I, I can't
3: pinpoint.
1: Yeah. A specific time or place? I've known all that jazz forever. That's it's an iconic I song. Used to sing it for Kiwanis music festivals. So we're gonna get to Kiwanis because. <laughs> Along with "La Jazz Hot" from Victor Victoria, oh, those are my, my two hits. There you go. I and being that. a you know being a kid that danced, we used to like use some of Fosse's moves, of course. So, you know, and they would have been. been fairly new at that point,
0: <laughs> the old jazz hands uh, move would have been fairly fairly new. Mm-hmm. So I came to this uh, through the film. I remember going out on a Friday night to my local corner store in Oro station and renting it. And I was enthralled that, that like my dad watched two minutes of it and walked away. <laughs> yeah. And I watched it on repeat for for, mm-hmm. for, for, for the next two days. Cause it was so Perfect. good. Two day rental way to go Mac. I know. Right. I watch it, and it's, it's. I will easily always rank it in my top five musical movies of all time, right up there with Fiddler.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a it's and a good it's a good adaptation. It's a very good adaptation. A he, Marshall, he's okay to direct musicals.
0: Some he, musicals. He did well in Chicago. He did awful in Nine and Into the Woods. I didn't mind Into the Woods. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get to that, one. I performed Mr. Cellophane. For the Kuwana's Music Festival competition. Um, see, yeah. I, I, I did it in the category where you perform two songs back to back, an up tempo and a slower ballad. So I performed uh this song in full baggy suit and oversized bow tie. And I and I and in my and my other choice was mm-hmm. from the producers so two polar different songs and you better darn well believe i won first place at that
1: competition <laughs> 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 i love that but yeah i
0: mean i would love to play amos i think that'd be a f- great role to play i think you'd be good amos i can see myself as an amos
1: yeah i think that I, would be good. I
0: can see that so there you go autumn direct chicago and cast me as amos okay done. done i don't think i could dance it though I would love a, to say yeah, I could dance it, but that's why we have people we hire to come in and be like, do I the dance. Well, you, you to see do the- my choreography. I, you do five yeah. push-ups. No.
1: <laughs> oh. Hey, that training sequence was a work of art. I, it was a work of art. I I didn't have to do it once. Notice. I know. I know. Yeah, I, I never like did it that way. <laughs> Thank you, you Daniel. Like a jump push up over each other. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So, Autumn, what are your top three songs of the show? What is your number one? Well, number
1: one is All That Jazz. All
2: That Jazz. Come on, babe. Why
1: don't we paint the town? And
0: not make my list.
1: Really? Yep. Um I just I love it. It sets it up. It's it's sexy, it's sultry, it's jazzy.
0: Mm-hmm. Great opening you number. Yeah, Brings you into like the world.
1: Wear your buckle shoes. And all that jazz. But it's it's the in-betweens the it's the yes. Yay! I just, I love, I love that. Cause he does that in Sweet Charity too. That's mm-hmm. present, Yes. And it's so, it's fun. It's playful. It's mm-hmm. it's like a little wink wink. You know what I mean? And
0: the mm-hmm. choreography
1: in it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
3: That and it also,
0: yeah. And it also tells you the world of the show. Like it doesn't set up yeah. plot like character wise. I mean, it no. does. It, it shows you, uh, aim or, um, Fred and Roxy doing their thing off stage, but what it does is it sets up the world. It tells you exactly yeah, it
1: says you what world you're gonna be in. it says for murder, mayhem, but it's all gonna be okay because it's gonna be sexy as hell.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's fun.
1: Flick. And this is just gonna be one big production number. I mean, look at vaudeville. Vaudeville yeah. was all shtick. Yeah. And people ate it up. It was like a departure from their ordinary. And I mm-hmm. think that's what part of the satire of this this musical is, is that it's the escapism. Uh, and that's why people like murder. It's like yes. oh. it's escapist fun. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's big and they can it's it's something to imagine,
0: right? Yeah. It's just like tapping
1: into those those dark, dark places of the psyche mm-hmm. and letting you mm-hmm. in for a minute. And yeah and uh taking advantage of that absolutely yeah, that's exactly it that. it sets it up and it's sexy as hell
0: it is the choreography it's a very and sexy it's
1: like and the, the amoeba is present and yeah
0: blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> i love me a good amoeba clump
0: it's a very good amoeba clump i love it
1: <laughs> i think we should do a vlog of me just doing the amoeba the amoeba I love but it. He is a full amoeba.
0: <laughs> it's good, right? I love it. I love it. So yeah, great first choice and a great. I it's easily in the top ten of opening numbers for a show. Totally. Easily, like it's 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 iconic, and Katherine Zeta Jones kills it in the movie. She nails the song. Yes. I mean, she was just great in the movie in general. She's a highlight. Watching Zeta Jones. So fantastic! She yeah. or she openly, she for sure deserved that Oscar. Yes, but yeah.
1: Even though they probably paid a lot of money for the Oscar, she she
0: still deserved it. Oh yes, they did. They she's totally a, did. She's a great. She's a great dancer, man. Mm hmm. Well, she well she's a stage performer. People yeah. forget that's where Zeta Jones started. Yes. She was a West End stage performer,
1: dancer,
3: musical yeah. theater.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So my first choice was, can you guess what it is, Autumn? Oh, mm, let me think. Something
1: what? you can see through, Mr. Cellophane. You got it, Mr. Okay. Cellophane.
2: Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane Should have been my name, Mr. Cellophane Cause you can look right through me Or walk right by me I never know I'm there I'll tell ya Cellophane Mr. Cellophane Should've been my name Mr. Cellophane Cause you can look right through I walk right by me and never know.
0: I mean, like, having performed the song, I mean, like, come on. it's It's got a special place in my heart. I know. And it is the epitome of the nice guy song. And it's also an interesting because it comes midway through act two, and it shows how invisible Amos is as a character because he hasn't had a song for the entire show. And audiences generally don't notice that he hasn't had one. Like, it's sunshine. him. I know, but like every other character's had one. Mama Morton's had one, Roxy's had one, Velma's had one, Flyn's had one, Mary Sunshine's had one. Like all like all in the first act, and Amos has no song in act one. He He's shows up steady dude. He's the steady. Yeah. He is
1: he he doesn't fly. He's the most genuine character oh, of the whole show. Yes, but that's what makes him get lost in this musical. Yes,
0: exactly. That's it's
1: yeah, it's yeah. one of my least favorite songs in the
0: show. Is it on your other list? Yeah, ah, see, no, this one, like, because it's also interesting because it's a mix of um, a soliloquy where Amos is expressing his life philosophy, and, and, and while he's coming to terms with this spot in life, he's also performing a failed I want song where he's building to this moment of notice me, notice me, notice me, and then. At the end, he chickens out and just accepts his lot as being the invisible man.
2: too much of your time
1: it really is a commentary on uh the everyman yes like and how we have like how evil gets noticed Mm -hmm. how how we reward it more than goodness how we reward us exactly in that way it's it's very effective i just mm-hmm. but for the reasons that humanity is the way it is i don't like the song <laughs> i am the uh i am the average viewer i guess in this case i think it's, it's also just, just it's also pedestrian <laughs> da, 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 da. exactly
0: well that's exactly what it is it is an honest depiction and it's showing the ripple effects of roxy's actions on the world around yeah. her we're like because we live in this world where everybody's trying to one-up each other but yet we forget about the ripples that affect things yeah but, I,
1: I would like to have him have
0: his own musical i would love a musical from his perspective where it's just what was amos doing the whole time besides going bankrupt trying to save his wife who he knows committed murder but yet he still sticks by her I I know, I know. I would rather it in a monologue, I think. Mm, that's true. I don't know, how it'd be a really interesting monologue.
1: I understand the vaudevillian kind of take. Mm-hmm. Or like when he's on the stand, have another version of himself, like maybe have someone be his clone and him walking mm. himself. That Vencing would be cellophane. like, almost like narrating his own journey.
3: Yes, like
1: the feeling. I never buy
0: pity. I Mm. I find it so very uninteresting to watch. I like your idea though, having him kind of be outside himself, watching him on himself on the stage,
1: viewing the world around him, yeah,
0: that are looking right past him. No one noticing him. He he is the most unimportant witness. I like that. No, Autumn, we need to recap that that moment for the show, because I think that works. Great,
1: Bob. But I think there needs to be something. There's, it's, yeah, pity. Pity is never interesting to watch on stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh well, who cares? Next, yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's not that I like. I feel bad for him. I, I think that's awful. But I think we, we, when he pities himself, he stops his journey. It right about therapizing himself rather than continuing mm-hmm. the journey, you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. Pity is pity mm-hmm. is
1: not active. Pity is mm-hmm. passive. So I I like him yes. to be doing something active, in his passive
0: mm-hmm. tone. I love it. What's your number two?
1: My number two is uh the gun song.
0: My he came toward me with a pistol. From my bureau, did you fight him like a tiger? He had
2: strength and she had none. And yet we both reached for the gun. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, we both. Oh yes, we both. Oh yes, we both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Oh yes, we both reach for the gun, for the gun. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, they both. Oh yes, they both. Oh yes, we both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the
0: gun. Oh yes, they both reach for the gun, for
2: the gun.
0: That's my number three. So you and I got a match. Uh, woo. It's like Tinder, musical yes. Tinder
1: dating. Jesus. I love it. I love that too. They right on the gun song. You mm-hmm. um, both reason, reach. For I it. I just think it's uh I think the puppet show, like it's like parade. The puppet show and parade, like it's it's macabre. It's mm-hmm. uh over the top. It's yep. It's overt with purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. I think, uh, sorry, Gwen Verdon. I know Mm -hmm. you're an awesome dancer. This is not a slight at you at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as a directorial vision, it works. It works because Mm -hmm. the, like, look at the legal system puppets you and even like they are your voice Mm -hmm. they are your voice and most of the time they mm it up and it's him (laughs) it's like oh no we're staying on my track and it's so it's like she becomes the it's fantastic Mm -hmm. it's so it's like a freak show like it is. the old time carnival over the top. Here's the ringmaster with all of his, mm-hmm. his, you know, his things. And he's, mm-hmm. man- it's manipulative. It's, it's in a, a way it's violent. Yeah. And I, 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 it's a searing commentary on the legal system. And I
0: love that. I also think it's a searing commentary on our media. Cause my first note of the song is this is like the real big news song from parade. It's the manipulation of the media. Yeah. And it's the whole thing where we as an audience know Roxy is guilty. This was not an. this is not a, yeah. it's, this is totally not what happened, but as Billy Flynn knows, you spin the story in a certain way. You build up sympathy with the media and it's what Johnny Cochran did for OJ where when the media first started the trial, OJ was the bad guy. He was, everybody believed he was guilty.
3: He was guilty. He
0: is guilty. Oh, I know he's guilty. But he it's, was,
1: he is. But, but it was, He has but it was, to it was, live that truth every single day. Mm-hmm.
0: But it, yeah, but it was Johnny Cochran who was able to spin the media in the other direction. And that's exactly what Billy Flynn does. And it's that whole idea of how... A good story or a different take that sounds good, or has a catchy tagline like "We both reach for the gun." It's that same type of find subject. the tagline. It's yeah. the razzle dazzle, dazzle. <laughs> this song is infectious, and oh, the yeah. audience itself become buys into buys into that line. The oh yes, so oh, yes, so oh, yes, we both. Oh yes, we both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Oh yes, we both reach for the gun for the hey gun. <laughs>
2: They hear gun, it? The gun, the gun, the gun. oh yes,
0: they for the gun, for the A little louder. Oh yes, oh, yes, Oh yes oh oh yes, they oh, yes they yeah, for the gun, for the That's what it is. And it's that yeah. whole thing of the audience buying into this Flynn perspective of the story. And it's showing how easily we do that when we know somebody is guilty and wrong. Yet we still go, oh, well, I mean, there could have been another guy. I mean, the glove didn't fit. We got to a We'll follow. Yeah.
1: Right? It's like in a pantomime. Mm -hmm. Whoever is holding up the sign, you're going to go with them in that moment.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, you're telling
1: me to boo for this person? Oh, okay. Like, we're sheep.
0: (laughs) We are sheep. Uh, We are sheep. I don't want to be a sheep. Autumn, we're all sheep. Sheep are cute.
1: I am not a sheep. I think that's my problem in the world. I'm not a sheep. Maybe I'm a herder. Herder yes. of sheep.
0: There you go. man. So what's your third choice?
1: My third choice is Nowadays. And the hot, run, hot, hot honey rag.
2: You can like the life you're living. You can live the life you like. You can That's
1: good.
2: Isn't
1: it grand? Isn't it great?
2: Isn't it swell? Isn't it fun? is it But nothing stay.
0: Almost made my list, but there's one song I like a little bit more.
1: I, I do love it.
0: It's a great finale. I love
1: the dance. I love I love the introspection it's like it was good isn't it great you know mm-hmm. you can you can hang around with Harry Harry and make out with us the in time like yeah. it, it's kind well, of like it's, a, eh,
0: nothing's well, changed it's, it's, mm-hmm. well I mean well it's not changed but it has I mean it's following what Fosse's direction was which is create an ironic ending where if you listen to the lyrics the lyrics are fluff
3: Oh, yeah! the
0: dance and the showmanship of the number is what sells that number. Well, and it's the same thing as what Roxy and Velma are. Like a,
1: it's like a, it's a, it's a frustration Mm -hmm. that you know they were in the limelight and now Mm -hmm. they're out in the real world and what does it take like it's a they're they're going through the statement of what does it take to get ahead
0: yeah it's great for them they come out on top though because they become a hot double bill jazz act they succeed but what did they have to do to get there work with the person they hate the most which is each other But bigger than that, they had to kill somebody. Yes. What are the personal
1: ramifications of that? Like, what does OJ Simpson have to live with every single day? That's why prison is not, I don't think, an effective rehabilitation tool. Because it doesn't matter where you live. You have to sit in the thing that you've done. you know what i mean it's lady think
3: they sit there Mm -hmm.
0: well Well, damn spot you you hope they sit there you yeah i don't think i don't think roxy or velma or oj simpson ever sit and lament who they killed
1: i don't know i don't know about i don't think they do i think that's an
0: interesting uh actor choice to make I mean, maybe Velma with like the whole I can't do it alone number. I think you could paint some remorse in there.
3: My sister and I had an act that couldn't flop. My
1: sister and I were headed straight for the top. My sister and I earned a vow a week at least.
2: Oh, yeah. But my sister is now unfortunately deceased.
0: Where she's. Reliving the moment with their sister, going, "Oh yeah, I shot her. (laughs) I don't have this anymore." And the whole idea is try to recapture that with Roxy.
3: But I—that could be an
0: acting choice. But I think overall, their characters don't feel any remorse.
1: I think once you get uh, to—I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe I'm an optimist about society. Maybe, but Mm -mm. I—I think I—I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can go through life not bearing some kind of
0: cross if you Easy. you're it, psychopathic or, or um or um or sociopathic. Unless, unless, you you're no a sociopath.
1: unless you're you sociopath but i don't believe those two characters are hmm. i don't believe they are and i think if you play them that way it, it's not a, a i don't think it's great musical if they're played that way I think it's good to give them nuance. And I think that's what makes it interesting. Mm. I mean, everyone has nuance. We can't, you know, even the most horrific people have nuance. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You know? That's true. So I, I think there's more to question. I think nowadays does that when they're like doing their, they're together, but they're, there's something forced about that last
0: number. Well, it is. It's a it's a forced finale where Fosse didn't want it that way. He wanted the ironic bad number to show how hollow these people are. And instead you get this big razzle dazzly show number at the end. There's a the Horsley, right? To yeah.
1: See, I don't think that. I think he found the irony in the in the movement, or the way that they danced it. Mm-hmm. Found it.
3: There you because
1: go. Because it's it's kind of like they're getting through, but there's there's a weight there, and maybe mm-hmm. that was the brilliance of his choreography and finding the irony in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe. Satire satire only works if there's a glimmer of truth in it. Do you know what I mean? That's true. It's like good comedy. Good comedy has to have some tragedy in it. And vice versa. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, satire is shining a light on the reality of a situation and the pain of it. So, Mm -hmm. it can be as glitzy and as glam
0: as you want. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. Okay, so my third choice is When You're Good to Mama. Got
2: a little motto, always see me through. When you're good to mama, mama's good to you. for mama she'll do one for you
0: yeah mama's good to you exactly it is a great snake oil song it ranks right up there with the master of the house the legend of his baltimore crabs hello little girl feed me it is it, it it's a it's a productive song that's that's also very hypnotic like the rhythm of that song draws you in to mama morton it makes you trust in her even though she is not a trustable character at all she she, she, she's someone who clearly extorts her her power for for more power
1: well it's a it's a she's representing the judicial system isn't she yes the prison well she is
0: yeah. And exactly. She's at, tipping the scales in your favor, but you pay a price to tip the scale in, in that favor. It.
1: There there are dirty people everywhere.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, dirty people. There Ugh. are
1: so there are drugs get into places for a reason. Yep. Uh contraband stuff gets into prisons for a reason. Mm. I mean I've There's watched a whole movie Orange about that. New Black. I know. Because mm-hmm. I've watched Orange is the New Black.
0: Yeah. I'm lost interested. the whole thing? Just kidding. I've watched a lot like of movies where <laughs> <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. That uh, I mean look at Morton and Shawshank Redemption. It's the same type of like Mama Morton distorting the system for their gain.
1: Look at it's it's about again survival and achieving something. Um mm-hmm. great. People mm-hmm. want it's a reason why people are drawn to these systems, right? Because I think yeah in um use it to their own yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: and i think that really shines a light on the dirty it shines a light on the dirty systems yes and that's great it, it doesn't make mm-hmm. it likable though no like i have yeah, the song is likable oh the, yeah it's she's the very song is charming very,
0: yes.
1: And queen latifah killed this mm-hmm. role she killed she did, it
0: and that's why she was nominated for an oscar for it yes but um zeta jones beat her for best supporting actress i know i know but i mean what this number
3: is that's
1: hmm? what money and 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 uh advocating for yourself can do especially when you married to like hollywood's royalty
3: royalty
0: mm-hmm yeah, and I mean, like you also get the whole idea of race in this song, where this role is now commonly played by a, a black woman. Yeah, and yet in the prison setting, race and class don't seem to matter as much because she's the one who who has the money and holds the keys to the cells. She's the one who comes out on top, and it's that whole idea of race and and money just kind of going away for the sake of power. Who has the power in the place? Yeah. Because you think in, in in this era of Chicago, a black woman would not have this type of power, but no. yet within this one small world she lives in, she has the most power yeah. of of the place, and she's extorting it on top of them. And I know some people say this is a very this is a number showing off that she's a lesbian, Barbara Morton. I go, I don't I, I don't think this is a number about sex. This is a number about money, and and the money and power and how that drives the situation
1: yeah i don't look at it as about sex it's about getting what me you neither. need
0: yeah exactly
1: Let me it's not even about what you want it's what what she needs like she's mm-hmm. only lived a horrible life and now she has some kind of control
0: exactly i don't know she's, she's almost like the character of umbridge from harry potter where where she doesn't have ultimate power but in the little corner of the world she has power she, she watching a mess um, of stuff maximizes and it. Like, yeah. It's the quiet ones who sit and who pluck away at their little area of control. They don't overstep to try and get bigger control. It's just, I will maximize my area of power. And that's exactly what Mama Morton does. That's exactly what Umbridge does. They take okay. that little power they have and they maximize it. And it's wonderful. And that's what the song is. It's okay. a great piece of showing what little power can do to someone.
1: I agree. Mm I like it.
0: Okay, now we're into the three songs we either skip or remove, and you've already revealed one of them, which was your Mr. Cellophane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My number one is uh, Funny Honey. What is the world?
3: Slandered my name. Why he'd be right there. taking the blame. He'll me so and it all suits me fine That funny sunny honey hubby
0: Roxy's first number of the show. It's boring. You know <laughs> like it just plunks along. And the lyrics are important though because the lyrics show Roxy's inner machinations and how what she thinks of her husband and how she thinks she can get off. By blaming Amos for it, but for the murder, but ultimately really he he betrays her and has one moment of backbone in the show, mm-hmm. um, and then feels but,
1: guilty about it.
0: Yeah, but like after all that jazz, this is numbers like a bucket of cold water. Like I always skip this. Yeah, song.
1: no, I agree. like it's just
0: not I, interesting to me.
1: I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Other than my three favorite songs, I kind of skip. I do a lot of skipping.
3: Do you? Yeah, cuz
1: for me it's it's a visual it's a visual musical. Yes. It's not I mean all that jazz is very singable. Mhm. And that like the other uh, the the patter song that is the gun song. Yeah. Um no one's going to sing that in their car. No. I mean, there might be a few. I'm not sure. I do. they <laughs> go for it. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. But it's not the one I would go to. Like, it's not a soundtrack musical. No. I mean, some of it is. I mean, I I think that's what the movie did well, is they put the soundtracky songs from the show and kept them and then cut the rest. Rob Marshall was very good at adapting that, where he cut the songs that didn't work. And just just went, no, don't need it.
1: I, For me, it's like one of those ones I need to see.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not like, for me, it's very different than Cabaret or even Sweet Charity in that way. Mm-hmm. They're not, those are more singable. Right. But this is like,
3: mm-hmm. so I skip,
1: <laughs> I skip. I don't yeah. three. And even, even nowadays I skip sometimes. I'm like, I'd rather watch this.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the dance at the end. It's that, it's, 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 the, I it's the like impressive the- duet dance at the end. The honey. The, the rag at the end is what makes that number. Yep. And I, I like,
1: I, I like seeing this. I like seeing it move. I think the movement of this is the storyteller.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's not like "Kiss the Spider Woman." Do you know no. what I mean? Like, yeah, I
0: know exactly what you mean.
1: It's not. It's not a sing. It's not singable. No. Like it is singable in a mm-hmm. way, but it gets a little the same after a yeah.
0: while. Like, mm-hmm. like vaudeville yeah the acts all kind of meld together after a while
1: yeah like i wouldn't listen to a vaudeville cd would anybody (laughs) yeah i'm sure there are a few chicago lovers out there that would Mm -hmm. but i i wouldn't Mm -hmm. so i have
0: two more songs okay you go for it i have class whatever happened to class class
3: Open up
2: the doors There ain't no ladies Now there's only pigs And whores
0: And even kids Will knock you down So say can pass Nobody's got no class mm-hmm. uh, Which is the Mama Morton And um, Velma Kelly duet But the song's not necessary uh, it, like. Like, uh, well, like, it's the whole idea of, of the world not having any class. And it's like, okay, we get that. But this comes at the end of act two. So we cut away from the trial for this song. And it's like, no, don't need it. You don't need it. Like there's a reason why Ro- like, Rob narrative. Marshall filmed it. Yeah. like, uh, yeah, like yeah. Like there's a reason why Ro- 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 Rob Marshall filmed this number. And then went, don't need it. And cut it from, from the movie. Good. Movies. Way to go, Rob. And it's like, that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> um, and then my last song is A Little Bit of Good which we talked about which is the Mary Sunshine yeah. song There's
2: a little bit of good in everyone in everyone you'll ever know yes there's a little bit of good in
0: which i'm sorry the nonstop male falsetto gets really grinding after a while and it's and it's not for me i may have to be a number i see performed to get what that appeal of that number is
1: but again i'm gonna do some research into this one because i forgot that it
0: ended that way and yeah I mean, in some productions, he just rips Mary Sunshine's wig off. Apparently, in the original production, he stripped Mary Sunshine down to her boxers. So, I don't know if they've adapted it now to make it a little bit less uh, violent. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, like, some of the choices just seem very overt.
3: Mm Mm-hmm
1: and i don't need people talking about class i don't like i don't need the overtness you get the overtness and razzle dazzle Among
2: the all three ring circus stun and stagger them when you're in trouble go into your dance though you are stiff With murder, razzle dazzle, and you've got a romance.
1: Yeah. Which isn't, I don't like that song either. Like, it's so. It's not smart like the gun song.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just. It's very, it, it's, it, very it, 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 it's a sledgehammer song. It's like, if you didn't get the message already, like, and here's a song that's going to tell you exactly what this number is.
1: And I kind of think, I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded why I didn't enjoy viewing it the other day. is because it is a sledgehammer musical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, go gonk, did you get it? Gong gonk, <laughs> hello, hello, the world is back. Yeah. Go gonk, I'm invisible. Gong gonk, <laughs> the legal system is going to wow you. Sounds like, like a, you're doing no, the Law and Order sound. I know. Don't don't. We should do a dance to that. You could. I don't know. It's a little. It's not. For me, it's not their
0: best musical. You like Cabaret more than Chicago. Oh, like 3,000-fold. Well, we will get to Cabaret. Oh, I should have said
1: I. You know, the other song I do listen to is Cell Block Tango.
0: neither of us mentioned that well we kind of talked about it in episode one where we where we examined it as a villain song which is what it is
1: yeah yeah it is a villain song in a way yeah
0: and Um, and and it's an exposition song as well
1: and a soliloquy in a way just sung by six different people Mm
0: -hmm. but i do
1: i i like that i like yeah I love that song and the choreography in that is
0: amazing. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. But,
1: cool. it's almost like a direct repeat of, except for the tango part of it, so, and it's very,
0: It's very similar to all that jazz. It's well, that same type it's of... not, it's very similar to Big Spender. So
2: let me get right to the point. I don't pop my cork for every guy I see.
1: I mean it's, it has a similar i mean he had a similar style, but yeah it just instead of an actual bar, it's bars, yeah you know? uh, <laughs> but true. I do like it, I do like it, and I like that yeah. they're unforgiving, and yes um, but I think it would be nice to see more of a journey like mm. you know I mean like it's yeah. overtly it's very black and white, I mean yeah. that's what it is, and i yeah. i like. I like
0: a little bit more gray. That's
3: why I
0: like Cabaret better. Fair enough. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Thank you. That's another big question. Does this musical still have a place in our culture today, and should it be revived? Well, it's already being revived. It's the second longest running revival. It's a huge show, and I guarantee you this will be one of those shows that survives COVID-19, where we will come back, and this show will still sell. (laughs) This show will not be one of those shows that closed because of COVID-19 yeah no it's still making money and why like why are people going to it i think it's as you said it's murder it's sexy and people buy into that yes Yes, they do you're right and and, and, i
1: think think it's very i think there are other musicals that do murder better
0: it is but it's also is the safe choice where like phantom and cats where people know the show now People go, oh, I know Chicago. So if well, I'm going to okay. go to New York and see a Broadway show, I don't want to take a risk on some show I don't know and spend know, but how it's much also money. A how I don't money in Chicago.
1: Of content because of its black and white view of the world. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know if people read the satire anymore. Like it's past its satire.
0: I don't know if the revival lends itself to satire just because it's such a minimalist, very know. concert version of the show where. Yeah. I don't know I've never seen the revival I wish I had I haven't seen it yet when it comes to Toronto maybe I will go see it um but like yeah like the revival I don't know if it lends itself to satire where like in the original it was a show full of color and big sets and over the top and it and it worked this I don't know I don't know if I I don't don't know if a minimalist production lends itself to satirical satire of the show
1: yeah I don't know I don't know I think
0: I just don't think that it's interesting anymore. I think it still has Um, a place. I just don't know if it's the best example of what it's talking about, as you said. I don't
1: know. I don't know if it should be revived anymore. I think it's done.
0: (laughs) Bring back cabaret.
1: Yeah, or parade. Oh, parade, yes. Yes, yes, yes. The problem is, those are scary. Mm, They make you confront things. Right. Chicago will make you laugh at
0: things because Chicago no, makes it's you... it's
1: it's very black and white it's very yeah. good and bad it's very it's in your face and it's very general yes it's not not nuanced really that's for no, sure it is and not. I think no you know that's what people like to go see like like
3: yeah
1: I would prefer a hairspray which is over the top, Mm -hmm. it has a lot of the same elements, Mm -hmm. but it has, the story is better. Mm, That's true. Like we just get these manipulative women. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't Controlled by a very manipulative man. I just don't know if that's interesting. I don't know if that's interesting anymore yeah i don't know i don't know like, like, a mouthpiece for the male ideal mm-hmm. i think only a really smart audience will get it and i don't yeah. think that's the majority of most audiences that go to the theater unfortunately mm-hmm. or so at least it's going to see, to see a show. musical to see musicals yeah yeah and it's a very different demographic it's mm-hmm. fun it's like hey! mm-hmm. you know it's not yeah yeah so, no. i don't think so even though I know it will. I think it's an interesting piece to study. I don't think it's,
0: no. Think, you think we should Hard move enough. on to something new. Something new, time to it, shake Or it maybe, out. maybe revisit it and mm. recreate it. You no, know, Autumn, I think it's just begging for you to do, uh, to, to to direct it. It's kind of like Oklahoma,
1: right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oklahoma's fine. But it's full of so many there's there are things that need to be looked at. hmm And you gotta do some excavating.
3: Huge.
1: Yeah. We have to make these relevant. Yes. Or they just become, you know.
0: Show pieces.
1: Yeah. Wow. Show
0: period pieces. Uh-huh. So that's it for this episode. Another good kickoff to the season. Yes, as it were, we're now two episodes in, two, two musicals, completely different musicals, very different, very different. Uh, both very popular depends, huh? to to mass audiences. Um, yes. So uh. thank you all for listening. Thank you to Mr. Yeah. Brody Well once again for creating our theme music. Listen to him. Way to go, Brody. Uh, yes, listen to him on all his uh, father flows. this media platforms. He's got some great new tracks out that you definitely want to explore. Uh, especially if you're a new parent there's a lot of great stuff out there for you he talks wonderfully he's a fantastic uh writer and artist So so ready to go um and then uh you can reach us at all our social media platforms at before the downbeat follow us on twitter on instagram on facebook every week we do clues and fun facts and we 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 over COVID-19 we've been doing live streams oh, yeah. of musicals I don't know if we're going to be doing them at this point because this will be coming out in May so hopefully by then we're going to be wrapping up COVID who knows uh we will see we hope we hope or we not yeah I like my home Great isn't nice. here home is nice but I do want to get back in the room with you Autumn it, it, it's not yeah. the same not being with you talking about this talking across the screen we're doing pretty good though we are we are we are and the big announcement is we do have a patreon page now (laughs) so yes if you want to help us keep the lights on here and keep the show going because you know the show takes time and it takes energy and we're busy people so we want to definitely keep this going but if you want to help us out we it's much appreciated we have many levels for you uh, find us on Patreon at Before the Downbeat, uh, and our levels include our uh, three dollars and under uh, per month, which is a great, uh, amazing audience member tier where you get our ever-loving gratitude for what you do. We have the stage crew tier, which is five dollars a month, where you get to do a um, uh, a shout out from us at the end of the season. You also get our monthly schedule assistant stage manager level, which is $10 and up, which is where you get to the schedule. You get a shout-out at the end of each month, uh, as well as you get to watch our movie musical commentaries. Then you also get our, sta- then there's our stage manager tier, which is $15 a month, which is where uh, we uh, will give you the schedule uh, at the beginning of the month. You'll get a shout-out at the end of each episode, so 14 shout-outs each season, and you'll be able uh, to cast a vote for which movie musical we will cover in our monthly commentary uh, as well as you will listen to our theater news review episode on patreon as well as our top 10 list episode two fun times there yeah yeah um and then above that you have our director tier which is $20 a month and that is where you will not only get to cast a vote for your movie musical of the month you will also be one of the people who could be picked to choose a movie musical of the month as well as you could be picked to choose our top 10 topic list too. Uh, and then you also get our schedule at the beginning of the month, as well as an episode show wrote at the end of each episode as well. Cause you know, we love shouting out our lovely supporters. Woo! Indeed. Uh, and then the late, the bit, the big tier is the $25 conductor level um, uh, tier, which is where we will send you our season schedule. You will then send us your, three audio clips of you talking about three of the shows we'll be talking about this month and we will incorporate that into the episode when I edit them and you will be able to be featured in the episode as well as you'll be able to cast a vote uh for for our movie musical you'll be able to be chosen to potentially do a top 10 topic or a um option for our movie musical commentary so as well as our schedules and shout outs as well so great stuff all around Check it out. We'd love your support to keep the show going. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Autumn, where can they find you?
1: All the places. Autumn DM Smith at Instagram. Autumn Smith on Facebook. Uh, Littlewood Smith, my business name on all the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I'm at Mackenzie Horner on all social media platforms. Check us out. Whew. We're lots of fun other than that we will see you next time on our next movie musical uh and we will uh, movie musical. we will see you at our next musical <laughs> and we look forward to having a guest join us uh in within the next few episodes so we will be uh announcing who that guest will be in our preview for the for, the, for our next episode uh and yeah we will go from there everybody we will see you very soon stay tuned uh avoid um As Billy Flynn says, avoid liquor and jazz as it does not lead to good things. Because, you know, we both reach for the gun, Autumn. All that jazz nowadays, all that good stuff. All that jazz. That jazz.